blessed Sunday to all of you, dear friends. You are tuned in to OLMC Sunday Best. This is a sharing of the Bible study group from the parish of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, Wan Chai, Hong Kong. Join us now in reflecting on this Sunday's liturgy for our life's nourishment. Good day, everyone. Welcome to Sunday Best. We are in the 27th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Let's greet our Lord with a sign of the cross in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Almighty, ever-living God, who is the abundance of your kindness, surpass the merits and the desires of those who entreat you. Pour out your mercy upon us to pardon what conscience dreads and to give what prayer does not dare to ask. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Let me introduce uh, the readings uh, for this Sunday, for especially for those who are joining us online. The first reading is a reading from the book of the prophet Habiku, chapter 1, verses 2 to 3, chapter 2, 2 to 4. The second reading is a continuation, uh, second letter of St. Paul to Timothy, chapter 1, 6 to 8, 13 to 14. And last but not least, the Holy Gospel is according to Luke. We're in chapter 17, verses 5 to 10. So if we can start with the first reading. A reading. From the book of the prophet Habakkuk. How long, O Lord? I cry for help, but you do not listen. I cry out to you, violence, but you do not intervene. Why do you let me see ruin? Why must I look at misery? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and clamorous discord. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write down the vision clearly upon the tablets, so that one can read it readily. For the vision still has its time, presses on to fulfillment, and will not disappoint. If it delays, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not be late. The rash one has no integrity, but the just one, because of his faith, shall live. The word of the Lord. Okay, just a short uh, commentary on this. Would anyone know who is Habakkuk? (laughs) Okay, Habakkuk is one of the minor prophets. You have the major prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, and then you have the whole 12 minor prophets following. And Habakkuk is one of them. Uh, It is believed that, well, his time of writing would be around the 700s, between the fall of Nineveh. You know Nineveh and then the invasion of the Babylon. So you have the, the the Babylonian exile. And so you can you can already sense why the first part of this reading. Is really a plea. Uh, somehow things were already going, so uh, things are 
being destroyed. See how long, O oh Lord, I cry for help, but you do not listen. I cry out to you violence, but you do not intervene. There's ruin, ruin all around. Okay. But you will notice also there are two parts of the reading. Chapter one is that. <laughs> but in chapter two, you have the response. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write down the vision clearly upon the tablets so that one can read it readily. And the vision has its time. It will be fulfilled. So you need to have patience. In fact, there is one line here that we want, we can memorize. The rash one has no integrity, but the just one, because of his faith, shall live. That is the most famous line from Habakkuk. The just one, because of his faith, shall live. And that goes within the tradition of the Old Testament. You know, uh, the father of faith, would you know who is the father of Abraham? Abraham. The just man, because of his faith, shall live. That was also quoted by St. Paul in Galatians, in, in Romans. It is faith that will allow this uh, vision to be fulfilled. It will not be immediate. And so you need patience. And I look up also the meaning of the name of Habakkuk, the one who embraces, the one who keeps. So it is so good to, to know that because it already, just the name itself gives you the message. The one who clings to God the one who embraces the will of God, the plan of God. Yeah, I guess in our life, it is the same. No? When, especially when there's ruin, there is disappointment. Okay, You are really tempted to ask, Lord, are you here? Are you present? Do you see what is happening to me? You know, But Habakkuk would say, Wait, okay, because God has his plan and he will not disappoint. Later on in our sharing, you might think of uh, what is going on now in the world, which will really, which in a way really challenges us. Is the Lord really uh, listening to the prayer? You know, our Pope is doing this every day for for he calls the the martyred people of Ukraine and see this uh, what is happening to the people there who people who are full of faith and who would ask is God really listening to our prayer you know can would you like to ask something big <laughs> Because it's really difficult. <laughs> when, yeah. I, I, I have this in my heart every day, this prayer for the for our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. It is true, especially during the, the social unrest in 2019. Oh, so here, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I mean, we have gone through several months of demonstrations, violence, violence on both sides. 
you know, those uh, yes. uh, right gears and uh, beliefs. And then, what can we do? Uh, just like what uh, he's saying, why do I have to see violence? Why do I have to see strike, you know, etc.? Even inside the church. Uh, of course, we do not see violence inside the church. However, there are people who complain that, okay, this, this uh, bishop, this priest, is, uh, uh, they are supporting those uh, young right yeah, The division. No? And then, uh, then why... Why is the uh, why was the church silent and say nothing to condemn this? Okay, that is also still happening. It's happening. Cardinal Zen, my God. Yes, yes, uh, yes. So the point is, the point is okay. Um, where is God's righteousness and justice? So which, which side is got uh, <laughs> on? Okay, it's, it's pretty confusing. Yes. Oh, okay. I mean, as far as this context is, is concerned, mm-hmm. actually, um, the prophet was complaining about Israel mm-hmm. herself, not yes. the uh, invaders. Yeah. Yeah. And then there is a, a large portion missing in chapter mm-hmm. one. God said, okay, the Lord said, okay, you will be seeing the foreigners attacking them, punishing them. So the exile. Right. The exile, yes. And and then in chapter two, okay, God said, okay, now you have seen this, write this down, give this warning to them. And then they would definitely come. There's a kind of punishment. But it doesn't end. It doesn't end there. No, no, no. Of course, that is that is part of the whole plan. Yes, yes. A bigger it's, plan. That, that is bigger than our mind can exactly. comprehend. Yes, <laughs> and that that itself. I mean, that very challenging vision there, and the waiting time for the completion of the whole thing is, I guess. A good introduction to the very difficult gospel that we have. <laughs> the gospel that we have for this Sunday is not easy. So, shall we listen to it? Yes. Just make your voice a little louder, Gerard. Yes. <clears throat> okay. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say this to the mulberry tree. Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your servant, who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here immediately and take your place at table? Would he not rather say to him, prepare something for me to eat? Put on your apron and wait on me while I eat and drink. You may eat and drink when I am finished. Is he grateful to that servant because he did what was commanded? So should it be with you. When you have done well, or sorry, when you have done all you have been commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. 
the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Deeper? Yes, this is it has been one of my favorite favorite passages, and I even chose the uh, unprofitable servant as the title mm -hmm. uh, for my blog for a couple of years. And later on, my friend took it up, so I I switched to another <laughs> title, and uh, yeah, give her that title. Mm -hmm. As as a deacon myself. Yes, we are unprofitable servants. We are very minor and insignificant. Now, there are two themes here. The first one is about faith. Yes. And then the second one, second part is about service, doing the will of God. In this particular passage, I mean, there are a lot of um, reflections in which number one is, as a deacon, my experience is, yes, I'm very um, eager to serve the Lord. But times and again, my spiritual director always warns me, are you doing your work or are you doing the Lord's work? <laughs> Am I not doing God's work? I mean, I visit prisoners, I help the changes and blah, 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 all these things. I question the wisdom of my spiritual director. <laughs> but to be frank, yes, he's right. Because somehow um, I feel I'm spent, I'm exhausted. So it's a, it's a kind of signal that, wait a minute, perhaps I have overdone. Perhaps I'm not using uh, the proper approach. God does not want me to be so eager. Or burned out. <laughs> because I burned out too, too, too quickly, all right? But there must be a reason behind. Mm -hmm. Perhaps I simply rush without enough um, meditation and reflection. So I, I need more deep breathing, mm -hmm. okay, to find out what God's will is all right. This yes. is something perhaps because uh, during the early years of my ordination, well, it took me seven years, but it's still early years, first couple of years, I've been too anxious, try my best to, to do as much as that. That probably is mm -hmm. one problem. And I do not ask, look for, look for uh, things or things like that. Mm -hmm. This, I'm sure, is the right path. However, when I sit down and truly reflect, when I went to retreat and, ah, it starts coming out, no. On the surface, probably, I seem to be humble, but perhaps deep inside, um, I a desire, you know, this kind of... You're expecting mm, some come. You know, compliments or yes, something yes. like that. It's very delicate. Mm -hmm. It's hard to tell. So, uh, in the end, I find myself not truly the humble. <laughs> oh my God. So, um, yeah, so this is something, it's something that we have to go on and on. And 
perhaps I'm, I'm doing the right thing. And then, oh, okay, I have overdone. So go back a little bit and continue and then try different directions. Um, but there is one thing that I'm sure is the relation between faith and action. Without action, it will not be able to reinforce my faith. I, I, I cannot simply I believe in you. Okay, I believe in you. Okay, you're the son of God. You're my savior. You're Lord, Lord, Lord. All of no use. Uh, because there's something so intangible. Whereas if I if I work on it, then I will discover more. So that it, it forms a kind of um, what should I say? Uh, it's more complete. Uh, some, yeah, some some kind of um, feedback, positive feedback. And ah, truly, yes, I truly believe in you. And then further feedback, positive feedback. Ah, there are actually people who really want to listen to this gospel. But uh, I was too timid to, to speak it out. So it, it's a kind of um, positive feedback. So faith and service, they go together. Then I, I begin to understand why the apostles asked for uh, to increase. Yeah. Yeah. So it's something we can increase. <laughs> but, but you know, Deacon, uh, somebody was saying, this... Uh, desire of the apostles to increase their faith if you follow the what the context of the chapter mm -hmm. one i think in in chapter 16 is it was about how many times you have to forgive so it's not seven times it's seven times seven times 70 times 70. so it's actually infinite you no know? and then immediately before this text you see it's uh, this is already Verse 5, but 1 to yeah. 4 is about the stumbling block that you can cause to others. So, and then the, the next part, the one that you commented now, is about uh, serving without expecting anything. You really need faith to do all those things. I mean, infinite forgiveness, uh, watching that you don't scandalize anybody. So it's, Lord, increase our faith. And the response of Jesus was not very positive. Said, if you have the faith even of a mustard seed, it's like it's, it's reprimanding, but you don't even have that small faith. So <laughs> to begin, begin with. <laughs> to begin, this is the famous uh, line in, in Matthew and Mark, I think, is if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. Yes. You know, you know the saying, the faith that moves mountains. Yes. Here in Luke, it just becomes the tree, but still impossible. How can you move a tree into the sea? <laughs> the sea, which has salt water, so how can the tree even live on there? No? But <clears throat> so somebody was also, uh, I mean, the, the context in Matthew and Mark would be more of the temple, the, the, you know, the, it's a criticism on the faith of the Israelites. Okay. Yes that maybe the, their faith is just centered on the externals and 
which is in, in Luke, it becomes more of the discipleship, the faith really of an ordinary disciple. And how difficult this is when you put it now into the context of service. Because in the context of service, whether we like it or not, somehow we want to shine. <laughs> you already <laughs> say <laughs> We want to shine. Sometimes we expect some what, gratitude, some compliment. But well, we are we are just serving the Lord. It is actually He who is doing the thing, and we is just using us. Okay, but it's so difficult also for us to accept that. Are being preachers, and that's why we need faith. I, I, I was when I was reflecting and praying over this text. I said, "My God, what is the connection between the first part and the second part?" No. <laughs> Because they seem to be disconnected. Lord, increase our faith. And then you have this parable of the servant. And then I realized, oh, yeah, it is not easy to accept my being a creature. And that God is just using me. He is the master here. You know? And I'm just an unprofitable servant. I'm just asked you know, to do what has to be done. And I don't have to expect any. If the reward comes, that's a collateral fruit. <laughs> but actually, I should not be expecting as much. And there is where we need faith. There is where we need faith. Because in, in our life, I guess that is the, the struggle. No? The ego is always there at the center. The ego comes in. <laughs> Somebody said, this ego, the death of the ego, is just really the, the, the project of life. Our life here has really to let that ego die more and more so that Christ may live more and more. The self that begins is not the self that arrives. Okay? Because in the process, there is a diminishment. But that is difficult. So we repeat, Lord, increase our faith. Yeah, we need this kind of reinforcement, some kind of um, certainty in order to, to continue with the war. And um, of course, I mean, if we are able to increase our faith, we don't need that so much, much reinforcement that much. Yes. So it's very delicate. It's not easy at all. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> well, later on we can have the sharing. But then we maybe from the life of Paul and Timothy, we will hear the more, uh, let's say, the application. So um, it's actually a great way to finish off the readings. Uh, we heard that faith uh, needs discernment, needs a lot of effort. But in the second reading, we hear a love letter from St. Paul to Timothy. A word of encouragement. Beloved, I remind you to stir into the flame the gift of God that you have through the imposition of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather of power and love and self-control. So do not be ashamed of your testimony to our Lord, nor of me, a prisoner for his sake but bear your share of hardship for the gospel with a strength that comes from God. Take as your norm the sound words that you heard from me in the faith and love 
that are in Christ Jesus. Guard this rich trust with the help of the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. So just a bit of a background. Um, Paul is in prison at this time and is writing to his younger co-worker uh, and now leader, um, Timothy, to encourage him. Uh, he is managing a community in Ephesus. And as a leader, as a lot of you will know, will uh, be able to associate with, he has a lot of problems and challenges uh, because of his uh, authority. So Paul, writing from um, the jail while he's in prison, is evoking some of his uh, example of living for the sake of the gospel. So because of uh, Timothy's uh, position, uh, you can clearly understand that Timothy probably will have grown discouraged, disillusioned, and I think a lot of us can Uh, associate with that. There are times when we are disillusioned and discouraged. We are down, basically. So he wrote, Paul wrote um, to Timothy and reminded him um, to be steadfast in his faith. The passage just before this, uh, and I do wanted to bring this out, is that where is Paul getting his faith? He's actually getting it from two women, uh, his grandmother, Lois, and his mother, Eunice. What a wonderful thought. He told Timothy not to be ashamed of his Christian faith, but be um, open and profess it even when threatened by the prosecution. At that time, it would be Romans, but I think at uh, in this day and age, I think we can all associate uh, with people criticizing us because of our faith. True faith um, must always find reflection in real life. I think we heard a lot from um, the earlier reflections. It must be pragmatic. It's it's not enough to say, I believe, but we have to put it into practice. And it's putting it into practice that needs discernment and effort. But the wonderful thing is that as you put in an effort, Faith will grow. It snowballs. And its real application, uh, as Sister Victoria mentioned, is through service, humble service, as we heard before. So as we put the effort into practicing our faith, putting it into practice, it will snowball, and it will move mountains, like Sister Victoria mentioned. That's not It's Matthew and Mark. Okay. So, are we ready for some reflections? I, I just want to add there. It's a beautiful line, no? In the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Take as your norm the sound words that you heard from me. In the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. So, we were saying it's faith working through love. Faith that has its action through charity. It's not just faith that is abstract. Because sometimes you do not know how to 
how to explain faith. The I, I guess the, the first explanation of faith is trust. In, in human development, in human development, the very first uh, value that a person learns is trust. So when at the very early age that is absent, then you have a whole lot of problems in relationship. So in our life, in our relationship with the Lord, that's the same. Faith is the basic, the, ba- the very foundation. But then it doesn't stay there. It has to grow. There is faith development. So anybody, I don't know, uh, you would like, Sister Leonila is on because you yes. might be again. <laughs> so we want to hear from you. Okay. All right, good morning. Yes, morning to you. And here is already five Good afternoon. <laughs> okay. Now, I would just like to say that the three readings are really all beautiful and so related to each other. Yeah, and uh, yes, I would. The first reading would like to to underline also the the message, the answer of God to to Habakkuk mm-hmm. to wait because it would surely uh, be realized. Now, the waiting here, you no, know, as as Sister Blake have already said that he would trust. You Not know, the faith is uh, really trusting. In the, in the promise of God, in God's presence. In fact, they say that um, it seems that um, seemingly that God is um, doesn't answer or yes, doesn't answer, is, is silent, but he is, we have to, we are sure that he is always present, is there to listen to our prayer. And uh, yeah, the, the, the image that I also have the, here in waiting is Abraham. Abraham has waited all his life to be to real to, to see the promise of God. You know? But they say that he died never seeing the promise of God you know? for a land and for a descendant that is as numerous as the stars, you no, know? and as. Uh, because we say that Abraham, when he died, he did not have even a place to where to bury him. They have so to yes, buy but he trusted, he really trusted in God. And that, that's, as his sister Vigab said, he's called the father of faith, his example. And then in the gospel, I was also trying to, I mean, to see what, what, what is the connection between faith and this being a servant? Yes. No, and then so I was, so, I realized that maybe the apostles were already tired, tired of their being, I mean, of their working of their, uh, because they were sent. Mm-hmm. And I said, maybe tired of forgiving seven times and then tired of, uh, or fear, fear of committing, committing scandal, that they will be the cause of scandal. So for them, it's, it's too, the, the mission is too fearful, so the Lord increase our faith. But the answer of Jesus is not, I mean, it's not directly coming I mean, on this part, but Jesus is saying that it's not a matter of the size of your faith. No? Where, did I, where did I put it? Where did I write it? 
Yeah, it's so, the quality. It is not the size of our faith, but the realization that we are more servants of the Lord, that we are mere, mere servants of the Lord. It, but what is this? I did not the trust, not to trust in our faith, but to trust in God, in the in the one who sent us, no? Trust in the one uh, who has given us the mission. Because it is not a question of evaluating our faith, but it is the problem of uh, not having not having this enough trust in God. It is about relying on the power of God because it is He who acts. It is not the size of our faith that makes us realize or makes us uh, bear fruit, but it is God's power. We are just His in the hands of God. We are his servants. It is God who works. It's not us. That is what I, I realized. No? So it is a, they even say that the word impossible is not a Christian word because nothing is impossible. Yeah. You know? Because God is there. So not everything is possible for us. Mm-hmm. So nothing should uh, make us be discouraged. Uh, we should not be discouraged no? because there is no question of giving up. In fact, they say that there is no giving. There is no question of giving up our apron. No, because parable of the servant. You know, giving up our apron because we are servants in the hands of God. So we should not give up, even if it is very difficult, maybe unfearful. The mission is fearful and difficult. In fact, I also underlined one of the second reading. Uh, it seems that Paul is telling Timothy his experience himself, no, that rekindle the free gift of God. Maybe Paul is having also the difficulties, having also uh, the almost giving up. He was in prison this time, no, the the difficulty being in prison for for the mission. So do not neglect the gift of grace in you. So trust in the Holy Spirit. It's the gift given to you during baptism. It's like that. So he was also telling Timothy, if that will happen to you, then it is happening to me now maybe, and I am passing this on to you. So in the strength of God, take your share of the sufferings. So this is is the one. Take your share of the sufferings, but use the strength of God, not your strength. So it's here. Uh, the prayer, Sister yes. Vicky. Yeah, the prayer in Italian that you translated. How is it? <laughs> okay, there is a prayer though, that I, I wanted to, Sister Vicky to translate, but he said, no more time because it's almost time for Mass. Okay, so I tried translating. It's like this. Oh God, who readily comes to the aid of his of your children, of his children, and never tolerate oppression and violence, reinvigorate or re, uh, strengthen our faith so that we may not grow weary to labor on this earth and the certainty that our recompense is the joy to be in your service. Through Christ our Lord, Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, sister. You you have translated it very well. But I I love the point that you said. It's not a matter of quantity. 
when when the apostle said increase our faith it's not quantity that really there are it's really the quality of your faith is that quality already mat- i mean that that faith already mature you just let god be let go and let god <laughs> <laughs> you, you know i can tell you very briefly I pray the Lord that I can serve the Church of China for uh, since I was an aspirant. That was 1978. And I was given the chance to do it in 2017. So that's 40 years. <laughs> 40 years of waiting, at least before I die. Okay. Anybody else? They're all here. You maybe you can also you have any any reflection, any well, think, question? Well, I think what everyone I think Patrick spoke beautifully about all this, and um, you know one of the reasons I come to Bible study is to to have a better understanding of what it is to to have faith. Mm-hmm. Because I think you know we have so many distractions in our lives. You know, and you're right. I think not just in daily life. You always want recognition or something. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've worked for 40 years, and I realize that's not recognition. It's just you really want to do something to help others. Mm-hmm. And I think faith is a very, um, it's an intangible thing, and it's something I think very. She said, um, it, "You waited 40 years to get to this yes. point. You yes. have faith. You have that trust." I think my mom is still searching for that yeah. trust. Uh, <laughs> So thank you. I mean, this has helped to open my mind. And I just think, you know, we take a lot of things for granted and we think things are very easy, but they're not. I saw something this week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I went to get a cup of tea and sip Mm -hmm. a coffee and on the board, the saying today was, life is a journey of forgiveness. Life is a journey of forgiveness. Yes, yes, yes. Because life hurts. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you. Just you're right. Right. Yes. Because I just think we're all on this journey. Yes. We all want to feel. We want to feel validated. We want to be recognized. But that's not what it's all about. It is. Yes. You know, we are God's vessels. We, you know, it's not about us. No, it isn't. But I think we live in a time when everyone wants it to be all about me. Yes. And let me tell you more about me. Right? <laughs> Facebook is like that. Oh, I don't use Facebook or any of those because I think that's why Facebook is, is yeah. really your face. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know, Marife, you're bringing something with you from your vacation also, yeah. some <laughs> reflections. Oh, I have a short sharing on this place. Apart from the gospel saying that, uh, Prepare something for me to eat. For me, my reflection this is your offering of sacrifice, your patience, and your acceptance. Now, way back to my uh, visit in Philippines last month. Uh, the first place I went is the summer capital. The Philippines is the Baguio. Uh-huh. In the northern, yeah. the northern part. Now, on the way, on the way to that place, it's six hours from Manila. You can see the huge lot of uh, rice fields, yeah. big area, and You know, people used to plant it and then the rice, harvesting the rice, and also we have also some vegetable and nuts, cows, some 
parables like that. So with iPartner, I was, it was really the crops and all the rice are very blooming. And then I said to myself, wow, we can harvest this soon and people will sell this and they can have money because, you know, the economy is really down and down then. So that was my thinking. Then when I went back here, two days after, I heard that. Typhoon. Yeah. Typhoon yeah. devastated everything. Oh, the everything. Crops. Yes. The rice field. Wow. Rice field. Oh my God. Then I watched the TV. The crying victims and all those other farmers are saying, shall we do this again? Again and again, the typhoon is keep on yeah. coming. So, no, like for example, this kind of things we did now, we, we can fully understand our sharing of how our faith, our trust to God. But those people, it's like the first reading, no? Yeah, the ruin. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, really one of the only reasons crying because of this, they are getting loans from the government for the rice um, planting and those other things. And totally. We don't know next year if we will do it again. Yeah, Another no. typhoon will come again. Well, you saw what happened in Florida. Yes, in Florida, oh, my mommy. This is the thing that I can say also that uh, when we say that put on your apron and me while I eat and drink, you may eat and drink when I am finished. So this is what you said, sister. Lord, increase our faith. Yes. <laughs> but my main concern is will tell them about this kind of like that's how many are we who are yes. discussing this and, yes. and who will understand this there must be someone who really we pray for that yeah, yeah. That's we thing. really pray that they can explain this word of God to them and it sure. becomes a nourishment especially uh, in this time of uh, oh. sufferings it's it's everywhere huh? it's yeah. yes father law in his uh in, in commenting on the second reading, this time would show the picture of Cardinal Zen. Cardinal Zen, who is on the danger of being imprisoned, you know, and yet trying to reinforce the faith of the others. So it's here, very close to us. Yeah. So anybody else in among our listeners here, among those who participate through Zoom? Mary Chris, Jennifer, Rex, Joe. Before we close with a final prayer, um, I I have a, just a quick uh, reflection. Yes, Mary Chris. So so for me, it's because you you know from the gospel, it mm-hmm. says increase our faith, mm-hmm. and so for, for it's something like we we cannot just be complacent with our faith. So like we are all a work in progress and we have to always work for it. So Mm -hmm. um, I I guess it's like, it's just that this one. So I I cannot always say, oh, I I am okay. I have my faith and I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, I I, I am okay. My relationship with with God is fine, but we Mm -hmm. always have to be, you know, strive to always increase our faith. Yes. So we like prepare ourselves. So like in the gospel, you know, like the the, mm-hmm. the 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 servant, right? We have to always prepare ourselves. Yes. So it's like, yeah. So I guess it's like I'm looking at myself like as a work in progress. Yes. 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 We can okay. never be complacent no. to our lives. Yes. Especially because you know, uh things seem to be getting more challenging. I mean, uh, where we are now in history, 
whatever yeah. angle you look into, I mean, the climate, yes. the economics, oh my God. The wars. The wars of, yes, the threat of the nuclear war, you know, it's, it's all over. So, Lord, increase our faith. And so, shall we end with a responsorial psalm? No, that is also this this psalm, Psalm 95, is really a call to open our hearts. Okay. Okay. If today you hear his voice, harden not your heart. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. Let us acclaim the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us joyfully sing song to him. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us, for he is our God, and we are the people he shepherds, the flock he guides. Oh, that today you would hear his voice, harden not your hearts. As at Meribah, as in the day of Massa, in the desert where your fathers tempted me, they tested me, though they had seen my work. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the Almighty and merciful God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to OLMC Sunday Best. Please join us again next week for another episode. Have a blessed Sunday, everyone.